This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Guess who's back, 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 back again. The Bunt, back, 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 tell a Vans. And this week's episode is presented by The Wavy, built from the ground up with input from Tyson Peterson. Grounded on Vans' revolutionary waffle cup outsole, The Wavy gives skaters the cup sole support they need with the vulcanized board feel they demand. All in one shoe. There's a dime collab too. It's time to get fresh, people. You know what to do. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. one q welcome back by mace because the boys are in the building again welcome back welcome back welcome back welcome back ghost we ain't done this in a long time man you you still remember how to do this shit bro uh what's going on give me a little refresher it's been a while shit you know what it is i'm d jones he's the ghost as always we got ants one behind the scenes it's a cool thing and this is where you break down what's going on with episode one all right 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 yeah we got jacko grady in the building been a fan for a while he's young as fuck but that didn't stop him (laughs) from getting his career started early Seems like he's already a veteran out here, one of the buckest in the game. It was a pleasure to get to know the young buck. Then we take it all straight to the post office with special guest Mitch Barrett mm-hmm. helping us answer your questions. And then you know fantasy football's around the corner. Let's get it poppin', bro. Had to come back in time for some fantasy football talk. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at the Bunt Live. Head over to our website, thebuntlive.com. As soon as all those sunglasses are sold out, we drop in new clothes. <laughs> and then head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash thebunt. Big boxes going out. You know how we do it. Ghost, it's about that time. Shout out of the week. And this season is brought to you by Parade World. Parade World is a platform for the best stores and brands to come together in one place to create the best online shopping experience, all while supporting local and independent skate shops across the US, UK, and Canada. Me and Donald ordered a bunch of stuff off Parade, and since it's a platform for some of the best shops out there, we had to spread the love. Our dime sweatpants came from Working Class Store in Moncton, New Brunswick. Our butter t-shirt came from Top of the World in Ottawa. And of course, we had to hit up a Thrasher t-shirt from So Hip It Hurts in Toronto. We're supporting some of our favorite shops here in Canada, but don't forget, you can grab gear off ParadeWorld.com in the US and UK. We had a nice long break, so there was a handful of parts that popped off. Um, Made some random notes of a few that I wanted to (laughs) shout out. Um, First of all, our boy Bunt alumni, KGZ, in the Nike video, just went absolutely ham. Nollie back nose blunt to fakie. Uh, 
What's that spot called? South Bank? Yeah. Up the ledge, into the bank. Just an animal. Uh, Kevin Bailu killed it in the sabotage video. Uh, that, that dude, Salvatore Bevavino, also in the <laughs> sabotage video. That's that Absol- dude. <laughs> Absolutely buck. Uh, a random blast from the past that I enjoyed watching. Alex Mizorov. I don't know if you remember him. He used mm-hmm. to ride for Plan B back in the day. I don't know if he ever made the, the full-on team, but uh, he dropped like a sick, sick part. Get to see him still shredding. And, uh, of course, our boy, Spencer Hamilton. Absolutely destroyed Vancouver. Amazing to see. It was a good offseason. That's the number one. We rarely post new parts or clips from new parts on our Insta. Like it's strictly only bunt original content going down on there. But but Spenny earned it, man. He went absolutely super saiyan with the big spin flip, then switch big flip. God damn. Hell yeah, Spendo. So like we said, we got Jack O'Grady in the building. Nothing left to say. The ghost killed it in the intro. He got it off his chest already. There's only one thing left to do before we make it happen. We're going to place a call to Maker or we're going to hit up their app available on iOS or iTunes or shit. If you close enough, head in store. Downtown, Queen and Spadina, Uptown, Avenue Road in Lawrence. Whispers of a location coming to the East End specifically for the ghost. Man, yes. what would you order, dog? Bruv, you better not be talking shit. If there's a location in the East End, all my efforts to lose weight are going out the window. I'm getting a Dr. Pepperoni daily with that chocolate chip cookie, a couple orders of wings, maybe a fucking bodega sub or two. You already know what the fuck's going on. Maker. For the healthy folks out there, they got salads too, man. So you can mix a salad in there and not and not feel so bad. Maybe trade your cookies for a salad. But Maddie Matheson, tell them what they get when they order Maker Pizza, man. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get into the interview. All right, y'all. We got the real bad man, Jack O'Grady, in the building. What's cracking, man? Uh, just kicking it in my room right now, eh? Talking to yous. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> we got the technology sorted out, and, and now we're ready, man. Yeah, we had a few uh, technical difficulties, but uh, got all the equipment, so we're chilling now. Man's got the new icy phones. <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> got all those oh, new uh, Apple products just for the bunt, dog. Yeah, dog. This is an expensive interview. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Just send an invoice to our assistant. Yeah, sounds banging. <laughs> All right, bro. We start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. For sports women, I'd say, I don't know. I, I used to play, like, footy when I was younger. Like, I used to play rugby league, but I don't know. I never really liked it, and, like, I don't really like many sports. Like, I never really, like, get into, like, watching, like, footy, which is, like, what a lot of people do in Sydney here, but... I don't know, for my favorite sport moment, I'd probably say just being at my parents' house and when my dad's, like, my dad's, like, real into footy or he's, like, real into, like, the V8 supercars or whatever, but when I'm ever, like, watching, like, him, like, watch something, like, all he does is just yell at the TV, eh? Like, he'll, he'll be in the front room and, like, I'll be, like, even in the backyard or something and, like, I'll I'll hear him from, like, the other end of the house, eh? Just going crazy, bro. <laughs> real ones yeah die hard but um 
Yeah, favorite skate moment would be maybe 2011 Go Skate Day. I think I was 12, but in Sydney there was like this big Go Skate Day event, like in the city or whatever. Just like everyone there and everyone like skating around, but this was the first ever day I went into Sydney City with my friends, like without like my parents or anything. And this was like the first yeah. day, like I got a taste of like what skating the city was like, you know, which was like insane. Mm-hmm. Like e- everyone was at like Martin Place and everyone was, I, ne- I would like see it in the videos and I'd never been there before. And it was just insane. And then like, I guess all like the Sydney skaters I would see and like the videos and the magazines and stuff, they were all just there, you know, which was like crazy to see, you know? For sure. And then, I don't know, it was just insane, like, being in the city and then everyone was, like, at Martin and then everyone else, like, went to, like, a different spot. But then, like, like my group of friends, like, they just went to, like, Pizza Hut or whatever. But I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, you can just do whatever you want, eh? Like, you can just go (laughs) there or, like, you can just go. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was was insane, eh? So, yeah. I reckon, like, yeah. That was, like, one of the best days of my life, eh? <laughs> It was such, like, an eye-opener, seriously. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Out the burbs, man. Straight to the fucking big city. So, where'd you grow up and how'd you get into skating? I grew up in a suburb called Caringba, which is south of Sydney. It's about, like, 40, 50 minutes from the city. But the first time I ever skated was because of my brother. He... I think I was about, yeah, I was like seven and he was 16 and he had his friend over at at our house and, um, I don't know, they were just doing whatever, but I was just like being like the annoying, like little brother and just like, just following them around, just being a pest, you know? And then like, I think my brother didn't really skate. He sort of like skated for a phase, you know? But then Mm -hmm. like, I guess like him and his mate were like skating down the driveway and then there was a spare setup, so I just, like, started skating with them. But that was, like, the first time I ever skated. And I think, like, they, they went inside, and then I just, like, kept skating. I was like, what the hell is this? Like, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then instead of, like, riding my bike to, like, my friend's house, like, in the street or whatever, I would just skate, you know. And then my my cousin... And his stepdad would used to go out to, like, this indoor skate park, like, every Thursday night. And my cousin was the same age as me, so they just started, like, taking me. And then, yeah, it just all started from there. Sick, yo. Yeah. Skating for transportation over biking seems like such a thing (laughs) of the past. For sure. It's pretty funny. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it was only... It was probably, like seven houses from my house you know yeah 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 but i mean at that age that's like so far you know say you use a cruiser board all the time sorry I'm, i meant more like a fucking your actual board i'm taking my cruiser or my bike oh true day, every day instead of my board if it's to get around like fuck yeah me. shit's too fucking slow and loud you know for sure <laughs> i got a cruiser for my house but as soon as i got the whole setup and got the softies like i like had to like swap my trucks and like i like threaded the thing or whatever so i couldn't get the bolt back on so i just have like this brand new cruiser set up and i i don't have like the skate tool to like fix it so like (laughs) it's just sitting here and like i can't even use it 
<laughs> three wheels. Come on, Deggy. So, what would you say was your first big break in the skate industry? I don't know. When I first started riding for this local skate shop right near Caringbar called Lowdown, like all my older friends worked there. And I don't know. I started riding for them and then I just started like hanging out with all those like lads and all like sort of like the older guys from my area you know and like they they would like take me skating and like would just go like filming with them and just i don't know that was like me pretty much getting introduced to like the first like older guys i was skating with you know and i guess mm-hmm. we would just go skate a lot and they would take me to the city and that was like that i don't know that was like pretty crazy but then also like a couple years later i'm i'd say maybe getting on um passport definitely like changed a few things for me for sure i don't know as soon as i started riding for passport just because like i guess it's based in sydney and everyone knows and then just like i don't know all these things just started happening i went on um my first ever international trip right after that which was pretty crazy With passport yeah yeah how'd you get on passport what's the story there <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny story yeah there was this nike video that came out called cumberland county which was like the sydney video and they had a premiere for that at um at martin and then after that everyone went to the cricketers arms like this this pub in sydney and then i guess like it was just after the prem and everyone was there yeah i think i was like downstairs like at the back or whatever and then because I, I was, like, 17 at the time, but, like, my, my parents came to, like, the premiere and stuff. But then, like... And th- they knew I was, like, 17. They didn't really, like, care. I just had, like, this, like, fake ID. But I don't know. I didn't really want to, like, kick it with my mates and, like, drink, like, in front of my parents. So I was like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, I just want to kick it. You know what I mean? So, like, I went downstairs and then, like, someone was like, oh, like, oh, you got to come upstairs for a photo. And I was like, oh, all right, like all right fine and then like i came upstairs and then like i walked into this room upstairs and there was like this like big cake and it was like a photo of me and it says like welcome to passport and then like everyone like just like surprised me like in the in the room (laughs) it was pretty funny and then um trent the guy who like runs passport he was like standing there with like a passport like robe or whatever he was just like holding it there for me like waiting to me to come <laughs> over it was pretty funny yeah that's fire but uh but yeah it was crazy I definitely uh, didn't expect it and it's funny as well because like my my good friend george that i grew up with he was like he was really good friends with trent sort of before i knew trent you know and then i wasn't re- i wasn't getting like boards or anything for ages and then but I w- we would just always, like, talk about Passport and how, like, cool it is, you know? Like, he knew that, like, I really liked Passport. <clears throat> and if I would want to ride for anyone, it would be them, you know? But then <laughs> it's funny because, like, Trent didn't even ask me to ride for Passport. They just I just, like, walked into a room. They're like, yeah, you're on, you know? Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> even sicker. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I, no I think, choice. like... Yeah, yeah. On the day, he was... I think, like, Trent was just like, fuck, like, what if he says, like, no, you know? <laughs> yeah what if you say no made him a if cake randomly, yeah if you randomly already like had another sponsor on the low yeah yeah well we heard there was a story that that same night just a few minutes before maybe like a little bit before you received another offer to ride for a company other than passport yeah yeah 
Well, I mean, I don't know. I think it was actually a part of the whole gig, but just before I walked upstairs in, like, into all that, I, like, went to the bar and I think my dad was there and Wade Burkett was there and um, Chris Chris Middlebrook was there and they were all chilling and then um, <laughs> I think I got a beer and then, like, um... I was talking to Wade Burkett and there's like this Australian brand called like Amnesia or something, but it's like, it's pretty stinking, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but yeah. And then he was talking to me and he was just like, Oh, so like, she's like, yeah, I know. Like the video just came out. I know you don't really get any boards. Like, what do you think of like Amnesia? And then I was just like, fuck, like, I I didn't really know what to like. It can't really say no to a man's face. Like, just, do you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, I was just like, fuck, what do I say? Like, and then they kept talking for a second. Then, um, <laughs> my dad was there and he, he was just like, he was just like speaking of like, I guess my dad knew it was like part of the joke or whatever, but my dad was just like amnesia. Like, what, what's that? What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then Minty was just like, "Oi, like, come in here, like, we got we got to get the the photo or whatever." And then I then I walked in. That's when I like walked into the room of the cake, and then I was like, Minty grabbed me, and I was like, "Yes, like, someone just saved my life." Like, thank <laughs> you. Imagine then, you were uh, like, "Yo, I'm yeah. so down for amnesia." Like, "Yo, let's get these boards, man." Yeah, yeah, like- but yeah, but then I don't know. I thought that he was being serious but then after I think it was just like oh yeah it was all part of the gig but I don't know if it really was eh? (laughs) (laughs) so anyone who's watched you skate knows you're an absolute nutter on a skateboard (laughs) I'm always fascinated to to find out like what it is in like gnarly people like use heads that like gets you juiced to skate that shit what what is it about like getting buck on rails and gaps that that gets you hyped i don't know i don't really like think about like oh i'm gonna try skate like this crazy thing like i don't i don't really think of it like that like i don't know i guess that's just what i like to skate and then i don't know i guess if i want to like try something or like thinking about trying something i mean it depends on the spot i don't know i guess i'll just it's all about like self-motivation i guess but i don't know i'm not really trying to like go out and be like oh what's like the craziest thing or whatever you know it's just like that's i don't know i guess that's my idea of skating for myself you know which is satisfying that's crazy because there are people who like spot hunt and want to get you know the gnarliest trick but if that's just how you skate and that's just your fucking yeah i mean no i guess i definitely like look for the spots as well like for sure but it's but it's not like i'm not thinking like in my head like all right yeah i'm about to get heaps buck like i don't know you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. i guess it's just sort of like growing sort of growing up in sydney and seeing like i don't know just seeing what like everyone does and how they adapt to a, a different stuff and like what they're doing you know like Chima like I don't know he's like a great example like I would just see him like in all the videos and stuff and just see him around Sydney like growing up and it's just like I don't know he just like he just skates and goes in and I'm just like oh so that that's how that's how you do it you know <laughs> yeah if you're watching him everything. growing up god damn exactly a, yeah that's a good person to look up to 
He's about that action, boss. And then you got Gabbers, who that guy ain't playing either, man. <laughs> that guy ain't scared nah. of nothing. <laughs> For sure. Nah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it's like a different, like, switch in your head. Like, if I went to any of those spots, there's, like, nothing that could make me get past the like fear in my head to hop on one of those rails yeah for sure but i mean that's that's almost the same as like anything like i mean it might sound silly but like, you could be skating like a, a out ledge or something and then you're like you're like getting into trick like every try but then you're just not like actually going for Tri- it or hopping on it you know it's like it's yeah. the same it's the same thing to like commit to you know mm-hmm yeah, easy. Like for you just you got to sort of got to yeah, like pull you your own so, trigger. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I know it sounds like different, but I mean that's how I think of it. Yeah, uh, and that's the secret right there, folks. Yeah, <laughs> fucking trick your brain into thinking the spot's not actually gnarly. It's just the same as a curb. <laughs> it's an illusion. <laughs> yeah. So, bro, you're a young buck, but you've already done some of the gnarliest fifty fifties and board sides. <laughs> How long do you plan on hunting these rails of sin down, and at what point are you ever going to be satisfied, man? I don't know. I guess... I mean, I don't know. I want to skate as long as I can, but I guess long-term... I mean, at the moment, I've sort of been thinking about it. Like, now I'm, like, starting to, like, stretch and, like, think about, like, about my body a bit more because I obviously, like... I mean, in anyone's aspect of skating, you can't you can't do this forever, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean I don't know. Until my body will not let me skate anymore, then then I'll be. That's that. But uh, Dude, I don't know. Until then, answer, man. I mean until then, everything's good for now, and I don't know. That's fun. So like, the fifties are just gonna keep getting more buck. Well, any rail <laughs> no. can get it, basically. <laughs> you reckon what was the most satisfying 50 you've done because you've done some of the craziest ones already um yeah probably the um the rail to rail down the um down the double set in the grass or whatever i did that was definitely like the most satisfying thing i've ever done like not even skating just in general damn that was like, like satisfaction to a even in the moment day. before you knew it was going to be a cover no i didn't really no nah, we didn't really know but no nah, i didn't really know at all but i guess i had a interview in that um in that issue and i sort of i mean i even wanted to give him the opportunity to maybe like have a photo as a cover you know or just give him like a chance to maybe like pick one do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but um but yeah the story with that spot's pretty funny what's the story it was at the end of me uh filming for this uh party part but i guess it was like towards the end but i guess we so i've always like dwelled on like telling the story but um <laughs> so so like there was this guy that i i used to skate with i'm not gonna name any names but um guess we used to skate a fair bit like back in the day but not really i don't know we don't hang out or kick it or anything anymore but pretty much he he had this spot like that spot he had a photo of that spot and i was at the pub and um 
my friend Noah Neaf like showed me showed me a photo of it from like old messages. He's like, man, like look at this, like this is like blah blah blah. Like sent it to me, and I was like, no way, man, like, <laughs> that looks crazy, you know. And then like <clears throat> me and my good friend, um, like one of my best friends, Ungin, he like filmed um majority majority of like that whole part or whatever. Um, he was just going crazy, like he was just like, man, we gotta find it, like we need to find it, and then. So pretty much that saga started and like I wasn't really friends with that guy anymore so like I didn't really want to like hit him up out of the blue and we hadn't spoke for ages so I thought that that would just be rude like oh like where's this you know like (laughs) do you know what I mean so but pretty much that 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 whole finding that spot took like three to four months just to find it before we even knew where it was so you didn't want to be rude (laughs) no no well i mean i didn't want to be rude in like the first week but then like we started looking for it and then i was like all right fucking i'm just gonna ask him you know (laughs) so pretty much like we spoke to some so onion spoke to him and asked for it and then he was like oh yeah it's in it's in like these couple suburbs you know and then, like, I sent the spot mm-hmm. to a few people. I was like, bro, like, look at this. And then, like, so pretty much me, Onion, Scody, our friend that we were speaking about before, Trent, and my friend George were all... And my friend Steve were all looking for this spot on Google Earth for that... <laughs> for, for that two weeks when we heard, like... That it was in like those suburbs you know so mm-hmm. then like everyone was looking and i i was looking for like this whole four month period i was looking on google earth for half an hour like every second day because eh? <laughs> because <clears throat> in the there's, there was two photos there was a photo of the spot like from the top and you could see it was like a footpath with like grass around it and then it had like all like a bushy bit behind you know so it was like an open park with a mm-hmm. footpath <clears throat> and then it went into like a big park or whatever but then in the other photo it had there was like a house across the road and it was like a white house with an orange roof you know so like if you're thinking like if you're looking for this on google earth it's gonna be like a street there'll be a house opposite it with an orange roof and then there'll be a little bit of an open park and then the rest of it will be covered by bush and there'll be like a footpath going in you know mm-hmm. which sounds pretty crazy but that that's what you're like that's what you're looking for you know and then and then so we spoke to our friend that rollerblades and he was like oh i think it's like in this area which is like the completely like opposite way, you know, where we're looking like the other side of Sydney and we're like, fuck, like, and then, and then we looked in that direction for like weeks and then like, I don't know, me, like the whole time, like we were just like, man, the photo looks so good, but it might not even be skatable, you know, we might be like putting in all this effort for like nothing. And then like, I don't know, it was pretty funny. Like, I, I don't know. It was, like, opposite for, like, me and my mate Onion, like, I don't know, I would just be like, man, like, we got to find it, like, and then he would just be like, yeah, but fuck, how are we going to find it? And then I would just be, like, over it, you know, and then he would just be like, man, we got to find it. And I'd be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it would be pretty yeah. funny. 
and then I, I was speaking to the guy that had the spot and he was giving me this like other area that it was in you know so then we're looking in there and then this just this just went on for like ever you know and we're just like man are we ever gonna find it you know and then um I was at my friend's house one night and we're all there there was like 10 of us there <clears throat> and I was just talking about like the whole situation that everyone I was like man just like I've been trying to find this for like three and a half months you know like we've got to sort this out and then and then my friend Corey was just like oh man like we're, we're just going into like the craziest like detail of the photos and shit like Corey was just like man look there's there's like a tag on the stairs or whatever and then he's just like find like find the rider or whatever and then like we could sort it out and i was like true and then like there was just like this real like shitty little like tag on the stairs and then like i, I spoke to my friends that right and then they were just like oh that's like some sketchy adlay that like got out of jail a couple of years ago like he's a sketchy burbs guy or whatever and then like I, f- I found his he was like this rapper or whatever but like i found his gram and i like sent him a big paragraph i was like look bro like <laughs> i seen i know this spot and there's like one of your tags here like i'm not i'm not trying to like do anything like i'm just trying to like find this spot like I'll, I'll send Jesus. you money if you can like send me the pin you know <laughs> wow. but then he he never got back to me <clears throat> oh, and then I, and then i was like offering the guy who actually like had the spot because the whole time he was saying like oh I, I can't really remember where it is but like he knew you know and i was like look bro like i'll i'll like pay you like for this spot or like oh we, we can like swap spots or like i'll go there with you you know like and we, we can like skate it you know like <clears throat> if you cough it up but yeah someone else yeah right <laughs> someone else ain't touching that but yeah i guess but yeah that night at, at my friend's house i was just telling everyone and um i told my friend owen and i was speaking to him but then when when this guy had the spot when he sent it to my friend noah he sent he sent another photo with it right but when this guy like when he looks at spots he'll look at all these spots in one area so there was mm. this shitty rail like next to the photo that he sent noah so then i looked at that photo and it was out the front of this gym and i called the gym and it said like the suburb it was like oh this is like hunters hill gym or whatever so then i was like all right like that that might be a clue or something you know and then i, I told my friend owen that we like called called the gym together but then the next day my friend owen he hit up his friend that like we're all friends with but he doesn't really skate you know and he sort of lives in that area and he's just like hey like do you know where this is and his friend was just like yeah like i fucking i grew up there like i used to go to school right next to that. i used to live like right next to that. i used to walk through there through school like i know exactly where that is wow and then like <laughs> i remember i remember my friend like owen called me and he was just like um <laughs> where i like stayed at like this girl's house and then like her friend was like giving us like a lift to the station in the morning but i I was in the back of that car and then my friend owen called me and he's like bro like you won't believe it but like amir knows where the spot is and i i just i went i freaked out eh? i just went crazy like in the back of this car and then my friends were just like what the hell like are you all right like what's going on and i was just like it's yeah it's all good holy shit man yeah and then um but then still like to that point like 
but didn't even know if it was good or not you know yeah and, and then still um, do it yeah after all that work. and yeah and then i drove i got i got a lift to the station and then went to the city and picked up picked up my car picked up owen and then picked up like onion and a few other people and then we just drove straight out there with like six carloads of people there <laughs> you went that day you're like fuck it, we're going yeah right well now. as soon as soon as we found yeah it was a saturday as soon as we it, Owen called me at like 11 o'clock and then I got right to the city and we just went straight there Holy just to go people. playing man wow I would have like went myself scoped it out and been like well I mean I would have if I had the chance it. yeah but it was just G I don't know it was just like g for so playing, long man. so so then what you pulled up and what happened we were there it was such like a funny scene because I guess there was like six carloads of people there but these are all like <laughs> my my closest friends you know but this was in midsummer, so there was like a big tree at the bottom of the spot right and then everyone was just like there was like 30 people there they were just like chilling under the tree like people were just like going to the bottle and bringing like slabs back like people getting like KFC and stuff like everyone was just getting food and beers like and they were just like sitting under the tree you know and then like that that was there's not more than like a more motivating thing than like just seeing all your mates like i don't know because some people when they if they're like trying a trick that's like scary <clears throat> i don't know they would rather like them and a few people but if all like my really close friends are there then i feel like comfortable you know Mm-hmm. but so there was nothing like better than like being at the top and just seeing all them like down there you know i wanted to go down there <laughs> but um yeah i get i try i tried it that day for like just under four hours oh, and I, I i didn't i didn't get on to like the the second rail once and then wow. we went back probably like four days later and then it was the same sitch. I, I tried it for like four hours as well. And then, and yeah, and then I, I did it that day. Damn. Holy fuck. Yeah. Was the squad there under the tree? Yeah, yeah. It was like, the squad was like a bit different because I think it was a weekday, but like the numbers were the same. Eh? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was so funny because like, I guess it was like, like semi deep in the suburbs you know so and it was like this this like dead end street and like all all the people from the street like all these parents and kids they just started like coming out and like just being like like what are you guys doing here you know but they they're all so cool so like this guy like came out and he like i needed like a tiny bit of wood for like this grass like up the top or whatever and he was just like oh you need wood like yeah yeah i'll go get some and like he just like what? went over to his house and like brought over the wood and then like this other guy came out and he was he was just like yeah like i got my lawnmower like you do you want me to cut all the grass so like it looks better for like the photo and we're like nah bro like it's it's fine eh? but, like, <laughs> thank you yeah and then um and then on the the second day or whatever like i swear to god like half the street was out there just like with us all there just watching dude Dude, that's so fucking g i can't believe the dedication just to find the spot yeah and then to pull through that's fucked i think it was pretty crazy like when we all pulled up and then i i don't know we're just like bro like it's it's actually feasible you know 
Yeah, that's gonna be a good pretty, feeling after all yeah, that. Yeah, it was a pretty crazy side. The way you landed it, too, it did not look like it took that's you unreal. eight hours. Like, you, you, <laughs> did it, you did it so casual. Yeah. Like, it, it looked too easy for how fucking nah, scary To get that down that was. path? Yeah. Nah, yeah, it's funny, but I don't know. I guess, nah, it took me a long time. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I guess the, the whole thing, it's like everything, it would... The whole thing was just actually like blocking out everything else and then just really like committing to it, you know? Because mm-hmm. once I fully committed, then everything was like fine. But that's, I guess, that's when you like eat, eat shit on those situations where you like second guess yourself for a second, you know? Mm-hmm. Bro, it sounds like you could write a short film about that whole fucking mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, girls pretty funny. Sleepovers at girls, fucking betrayal. <laughs> betrayal for man's lying about where <laughs> the spot sure. is. Yeah. I sent you to the opposite end. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. Dude, the, the Instagram part I thought was the end. I thought that yeah. was like, nah, uh, you bro. got it. Nah, yeah. The, the thing that cracks me up about this story is that the dedication like is so impressive and like I could see myself getting obsessed like that too over something not to that level because I've never done the Google Earth thing but if it was like the best ledge spot in the world or like mm, perfect, perfect mani pad yeah. like a sure. spot where you know you're going to get a clip and you're like yo we need to find this perfect whatever but to, to have that dedication to find something that's that scary and insane, like after four months, I, you might walk up there and be like, nope, like <laughs> never skating this. But yeah, but but in the end, like I don't know, it's the same with everything. Like the the chase is like the best part. Like you don't <laughs> even know what's gonna happen. It's just exciting. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what makes it um, interesting for sure. But yeah, then I guess after I will just like. Not even me, like everyone else put so much effort into find it, so I was like, fuck, I gotta try it. Uh, like, I have to, you know, like so many people are here and shit. Yeah, my takeaway from that story is you're built different, bruv. <laughs> you wreck it. Lebanon's first public skate park is officially open. Kids living in the Shatila refugee camp located next to the skate park now have access to skateboarding classes three times per week. Through a big fundraising campaign, Make Life Skate Life and the Lebanese Skateboarding Association have been able to finish the construction of the skate park during the summer. This message was brought to you by CHPO. If you want to support Make Life Skate Life, you can visit their website, makelifeskatelife.org or purchase the Beirut sunglasses from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO Brand, doing it for the people. So, we know your buck is hell, you know what I'm saying, but uh, (laughs) as we're seeing, skate careers extend longer than we ever have, which is amazing to see. I feel like when we were younger, we thought like when you turn 30, it's a wrap and you're done. But there's so many like legendary dudes pushing the boundaries these days, like Reynolds, etc. For sure. Love to see it. How do you see yourself aging? Because as a gnarly dude, a lot of people readjust how they skate as they get older. For sure. 
are we gonna see you in 10 years doing sloppies all over the place or are you gonna do the the heath exit and just bounce on top after one more crazy part i don't know i guess like as not even like at the ends of your career but like as you're getting older or whatever you start getting into like different things and you start liking different things like as you age you know as a person whether it's skating or whatever mm-hmm. so i mean i don't know just because i'm really like one thing at this very time doesn't necessarily mean that in 10 years i'm only going to be doing that you know mm-hmm. how old are you now i'm 21 you got a long way to 30, man. Jeez. Yeah, no. You ain't got to worry about that for a long time, dog. Yeah. For sure. 21 on top, G. It's kind of an unfair question to ask because you're so young. A million things can change between now and then. But just, I was just curious how you see it playing out. Like when you're like, let's say 35, you know. Yeah. You gonna be coming in with the fucking nollie flip nose manny nollie trays or I mean, sloppy game or... I don't know. I, I'm not really a Manny guy, but I mean, I'd love to be. But <laughs> I actually, I, d- I did film a Manny trick like four months ago, which was pretty weird for me. But uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to use it. My friend Unger was just like, bro, you can't use that. Like, people would just be like, what the hell? But I'd be like, no, it's, it'll be funny. Like, you gotta throw it in there. Yeah, for sure. Whatever you're best at, sometimes, like, I don't want to say you shoot yourself in the foot, but like, Let's say in 15 years, you, like, 5-0, like, a nine-stair rail. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Peeps are going to be like, wait, what? Are you, like, 50-50, like, a 10-stair a hubba? And <laughs> for sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like your um, body's fucking slowing down, but, you, like, you can't keep doing bigger and bigger shit forever, right? No, um, I don't know how it's going to be when I'm 35, but, yeah, I reckon I'll be doing a similar thing but maybe not skating the same spots but if i'm still doing stuff that still satisfying me and that's still like i liked and that's all i really care about doesn't have to be the thing that hurts or the thing that is like a hawk i don't know it can be whatever you like you know yeah that's the good thing about skating because like for most athletes you know basketball footy whatever once you get old and your body's breaking down like there's a new younger kid who's just gonna replace you on the team but mm-hmm. skateboarding yeah. has the like art side of it where it's like as long as people enjoy watching you it doesn't matter what you're doing as a pro skater nah yeah it's just like if you know someone and know their personality like it doesn't really matter what they're doing like if you just watch them doing what they like you're just like oh well that's that's that you know like it's yeah, just exactly. yeah. well what do you think about what like heath's choice to just like retire i mean i don't know he obviously went out with a bang but would you personally like if you're a fan of him do you kind of just like wish that he didn't and you could just see more of him yeah no, i mean i mean i'm sure everyone does as well but I mean, obviously, getting to that age, like, and doing the things that he did, your body obviously can't take that, you know? But, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know him personally, but maybe, like, maybe that's just what he really enjoyed, and if he couldn't do that, then he didn't want to do anything else. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not really like that 
for myself, I don't know. You can't really just like limit yourself to one thing, you know. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey man, you're 21. Long way to go. Keep it going. Cheers. Can you tell us how the hell did you end up in jail in China, bro? Oh, sure. Um, that's like one of my biggest fears: going to jail in a foreign country. Oh man, um, I reckon that was definitely like the scariest moment of my life. Eh? Oh fuck. I mean, it was all good in the end, but yeah, it was definitely like petrifying because we were, yeah, I guess we were in Chinese prison for eight hours and those whole eight hours, we had no idea what was happening or what was going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess we went on, I went on a China trip with about 10 of my friends we stayed um, with this guy that lived there. He had, like, a pretty, like, big apartment in Foshan. So, like, we stayed there with him, but we we just got, like, mattresses and yoga mats and sort of just, like, camped out in his living room because he had, like, a big living room, right? But then when you, when you go into China or wherever, you know how you're supposed to put down, like, the address of where you're staying, you know? Yeah. We just all put down the address of this hotel because it would save the guy, like, a lot of paperwork, like, hosting, like, all, like, 10 people from Australia, you know? So, like, it wasn't crazy, but it was just, like, let's just, like, save him the hassle, you know, and just put down this hotel, it'll be fine, you know? So then I guess we were there for probably, like, four days, and then... The lady that worked at the lobby of this guy's apartment, like, she was just, like, really, like, sus on us. Like, every time we would, like, come back to the place from skating, she would just really, like, just, like, look at us and sort of, like, freak out because there was, like, so many of us or something. Like, we're just so confused, you know? And then I guess, like, the fifth day, we were all sleeping and then there was, like, a big, like, knock on the door, you know? But we're all sleeping, and then um, <clears throat> my friend Jake, he answered the door. Everyone was still asleep. My friend Jake answered the door, and, like, 30 Chinese cops just, like, barge what? in. Oh. And, like, I just woke up, and, like, I just look around, and there's just, like, cops, like, all surrounding us. And it probably, like, it would have looked bad for them, because, like, so pretty much they thought that we were in China to work illegally. That's why we didn't put the right address on it. Oh, okay. So I think mm-hmm. that they they knew that we were there and then they went to the hotel that we put the address down and we weren't there, you know? So then right. they were, like, looking for us. They were just pretty much, like, trying to work out what we are doing there, but we are obviously there skating. And then, like, yeah, I guess I just woke up and then there was just, like, there was, like, five, like, cops around me and they were just, like, passport, passport, like... You give them your board? but i guess we just all like we just woke up and was so like confused and scared and uh (laughs) i don't know why but paul Paul hart was there paul hart was like on this trip like we didn't even know him but because like the guy's house that we're staying at owns footprint or whatever and like i guess paul hart was like there but which is like a weird add-on to the story you know (laughs) poor hearts there so random but um yeah i guess we went to jail with paul hart in china for a day (laughs) um and then and then they just pretty much said like all right you got to come back to the station and then like 
this apartment was like up pretty high and like we looked like out the balcony and like all the police like blocked the road like it, w- it was just like they were fully yeah, like yeah. raiding us you know they thought that yeah. like yeah and it must have looked sketchy for them when they would have came in because like i guess we we're all sleeping on like the floor or whatever so they, yeah. i don't know it just yeah, would have looked yeah. bad you know for them <clears throat> but um yeah and then we we're just in jail for like eight hours we, got, we, we copped dominoes in there which was pretty dope but um yeah i guess the whole time we didn't really know why we were there and what they were gonna do with us so it was like pretty scary you know so we just like waited it out and then they just let us free okay and like was there like a translator there to fucking help um well he was there at the start but then he he just left so (laughs) because like he he wasn't like he wasn't in trouble because he lived there you know but man it was so crazy like i guess we went in cells but we were like sitting on this long bench and then um like opposite us were just like these guys in cells or whatever but like there was like this guy bro and he had like fingernails like this long man it was fucking insane and then he was just like trying to like talk to us but i was just like bro get those nails out of here (laughs) (laughs) but um so it was all good but bro my um i mean everyone was like freaked out and like stressed but my (laughs) my my good friend billy he was he um he was he was freaking out like he's like a tradesman like Mm -hmm. like a construction worker or whatever but um he (laughs) he was just like he's just like man like i've worked every day up into my life into this very moment like i've worked for nothing like we're (laughs) fucked you know like (laughs) he was freaking out and then man there's like there's like a photo of him like my friend steven like compared the photos like a photo of him when we first got to china like hype to like just be on a trip you know and then there's a photo of him after at dinner like t- two days after we got like out of prison and man he's just aged in like 20 years eh, in this photo like you didn't need that man oh shit you didn't deserve that so they let you just chill the rest of your trip and stay at your friends still no i think we were there for like three more days but we were just all on edge and i don't know we just after that it was just like man like let's go home man let's like get out of here yeah yeah like everything was fine but it was just can you still go back to china or were you put on like a no fly list no 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 what can i or would i both no no we're we're definitely allowed to like because we didn't do anything wrong you know but um would I? Yeah, I would in the right circumstance for sure. But yeah, I would definitely um, put my right address of where I'm staying this time. Yeah, don't fuck yeah. around with that shit. Yo. I got like rejected twice filling out my paperwork to go over there. It's such a serious ass process. Yeah, for sure. Glad you survived that experience. It's fucking mm-hmm. scary. Yeah, me too. Eh? So we talked about it a little bit before, but your first passport trip was to Greece. What was it like traveling with the squad for the first time? Any good stories from that trip? Yeah, that that was insane, man. Because that was that was obviously like my that was my first passport trip, and that was my first ever international like trip. You know, yeah. I guess I I was just finishing like year twelve or whatever. Um, but you know how like people have? Do you know what like schoolies is? Mm-mm. It's like when like it's like when like people like finish school and then they go on like a big holiday or whatever you know oh yeah yeah 
But, like, wh- where I grew up, like, all the people I went to school with are just, like, mad jocks and, like... And they're just, like, the butts, you know? But I guess, like, all the jocks, like, they were, like... For schoolies, they were, like, all going to, like, Fiji or whatever. They're like, yeah, let's go to Fiji. And then I was just like, fuck, like, I want to go away. But, like, I'm not... I'm not flying to, like, an island to be stuck with, like, a bunch of jocks from my school, you know? And then, like, obviously, like, the opportunity came to, like, go on the trip. And then, yeah, I, like, went on that trip instead of going on schoolies, which was, like, way better than hanging out with a bunch of jocks. Best decision of your life. (laughs) For sure. Oh, I guess... This is pretty funny, actually. I guess, um, in... Because we went to Athens. You can't, like, flush the um, the toilet paper down the toilet there. You have to, like, put it in a bag. Oh, And so, shit, like, we, that's what, like, the Airbnb, like, guy, like, told us. And we were just like, what the hell? Like, I was just like, what the hell? Like, you have to... That's so chat. And then, like, so I guess, like, the bag would get, like, filled up. And then um, me and Jeff, like, Jeff Campbell, we had a... Um, <laughs> I swear he, like... I think he, like, brought it... I think... I swear someone brought this shit bag out or something in the van or whatever. And the thing was, like, me and Jeff were going to have a game of skate over the shit bag, and then whoever lost, like, has to take out the shit bag for the rest of the trip, you know? So me and Jeff (laughs) had a game of skate over the shit bag, but he beat me. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, so I had to do the duties, eh, but... That's unfortunate, and that also leads to our next question we're both obviously big fans of your skating but re-watching all your parts in sequence where are the switch and nollie flip tricks deggy <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good question bro no i don't know i mean i, de- I definitely man i i'm always like want to try like film as many uh switch or nollie tricks or whatever you know just like more to add but i mean that's the hardest shit so it's not gonna come easy but um i mean i don't know i think i i I swear like i did a nollie flip in like this old part ages ago but man i would (laughs) on flat or or down again no no oh wait you might have seen like maybe a real dungle one on flat but i did i did do one down a really small double set okay but i mean i would love to do that again but but yeah i guess it doesn't come easy as other things but yeah, I definitely want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, you can't be losing these games of skate for important I bets know, like that. Bro. <laughs> Trying to give someone else a shit bag, you know? Dude, that's the second shit bag story we've had on the pod. Really? Carlos Ribeiro would have been right at home at that Airbnb. Yeah, he knew what to do <laughs> with that bag, yo. Fuck, that's insane, eh? We heard you went on a little date while you were in Japan, man. How'd that go? Oh, yeah, that was, um, that was an experience for sure. (laughs) Nah, um, we're in Tokyo for the Kitsch premiere, and, um, this girl, like, hit me up, it wasn't even on, like, Tinder or anything, this girl, like, hit me up on Instagram, and then I I was speaking to her for a bit, and we, um, we met up and got a drink, but soon she she was like a bit older she was like 28 29 like which doesn't matter you know but i mean and she and she was like she was really tall you know but which 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 is which is good you know but i mean that'll come into uh that's a, like a key thing in the story that'll come later but 
so pretty much like we linked up and as soon as like we linked up like i don't know there was just like a really like weird like vibe like straight away like mm-hmm. i don't know something was just off like i just felt that like something was really off you know and then um so then anyway like we went to this bar we had like a couple of drinks and like we weren't really like we weren't really like connecting that way i was like trying to <clears throat> trying to like bro down but it wasn't really like went hitting it off you know so and then i think we like had two drinks there we left and went to the family mart and had like <clears throat> had a beer like outside and then had like one more beer and then i was just like all right like i think i'm gonna like head soon and she was like what, what do you mean and i was like oh like i don't know i think i'm just gonna like go back to my place soon and like go home and she's like what and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna leave like in a bit. It was like pretty late, you know. And she was like, no, you're not. And I was like, what? And she was like, you're not going anywhere. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, you. She's like, if you leave, I'm, co- I'm coming with you. And I was like, I was like, nah, like, <laughs> nah, like I'm going, you know. And then like, she tried to say that I took her out for a drink so she missed her last train at home so she didn't have anywhere to stay oh, but no. i like i i offered to like because the hotels are really cheap there so i was like look like if that's the case like oh of, of course like i would like help you out like I'm not, I'm not gonna leave you like on the street you know but like if that's the actual case like here like i've got money like i'll help you get a hotel you know and she's like okay but like you're, you're coming in the hotel and i was like no nah, <laughs> like i'm not like i'll help you get the hotel i'll sort it out but like uh, I'm going home, you know, like, I'm going back to the Airbnb, and, and then she was just like, oh, how are you going to get there, and I was like, I'm going to catch a taxi, and she was like, uh, she was like, okay, like, if you get in the taxi, I'm just going to jump in, and I was like, what the fuck, fuck? <laughs> like, man, and, and I'm not even kidding, like, I started, like, obviously, like, this was in, like, Tokyo, and, like, she, she could speak, like, fairly good English, but then, like, I just started, like, looking around, to just like ask random people for help i was like bro like and she she just and then like like i said like she was a lot taller than me right and like i'm not like crazy like claustrophobic but i don't if i don't really know someone i don't really want it to be in like my proper personal space you know so like yeah. we weren't even having an argument she was just telling that she was coming with me and i was telling her no she's not but i would stand up and i'd be like all right just like just chill for a sec and every time i would take a step back she would take a step forward like so she was like oh. right here and like right up there you know and i was just like <laughs> just chill you know like man i was like and this this went on for two hours man and then she admitted and then she was just like um she was just like no like i can stay somewhere but i just want to stay with you and then i was like look like you can't like i just I obviously wasn't keen but i was just like nah like i'm sharing a bed with my friend like you can't stay like and then she was just like well <laughs> she was just like well if you don't let me come i'm gonna tell everyone in japan that passport's fucking shit <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, I was like, do it. I don't oh, care. Like, shit. and then, um, what a threat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then man, this went on for two hours. And then like, I walked like, this was in an alleyway. Right. And then like, I walked up the little, a little bit and like looked over this like construction site to see like, if I could just get away from the search, like I popped my head over the fence and there was just like a big hole, you know? So I was like, fuck, I can't like, I can't jump over that. You know, it's sketchy. Like I'm going to fall down a hole. And then like, 
And then this just kept going on, and I was like, listen, like, I've told you the stitch, like, I would help you if you actually need help, but, like, you can't come with me, like, I'm gonna go, you know, this was going on for two hours, bro, I was, got, like, ten meters away from her, and then she just started, like, coming back to me, and... I just hit the legs there. And wow. she she cha- she chased it through three alleyways. <laughs> in the in the back streets of um Tokyo, man. She was chasing me like I I would get like all the way up this alleyway and then right before I would like turn the corner, I would see her come around the corner of like at the start oh, of the alleyway, no. you know? No. And then I I would I just legged it. And then man, after that night, I know exactly how like females feel towards males when they're like trying to like press up or like do you know what i mean like after that night i was like fuck i i know how like females feel like i feel for them you know like because i I never thought that like a girl could like make me feel it was insane man and then like i was like sharing a bed with callum and like (laughs) i got like a a taxi back to the airbnb and this was like fucking like four in the morning he was just like how's your day and then i just like got i like got in i was just like <sighs> i was like i was just like bro i tell you in the morning like <laughs> oh, oh shit that is survived, it was crazy man. Man. yeah i was just gonna say like that story sounds like a story that typically you would assume the roles are reversed but exactly like, that, yeah but uh scary shit holy yeah it was it was crazy yeah you out here wilding all over the world, dog. Shit. Oh, I was just trying to be me, eh? but um, I don't know. <laughs> were, were you scared, yo? When you were when you were running, were you laughing or were you like scared? Because that's just like kind of funny. But no, nah, I was more scared when when it first started coming, like the situation first started popping off. I was just like, no, nah, I'm going to leave. And she was just like, no, you're not. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, that's, that's when yeah. it started to that's get scared. Yeah. I was like, I was like, wait, what do you mean? No, like, I'm going to leave. And she was like, no, you're not. Yo, imagine being uh, like a fly on the wall for that whole thing up until yeah. the man's running. Like, the fact that it got to a physical run. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was shit. I don't know. Nah, but I was, it wasn't like, I wasn't too scared in the run. I was just like, man, like. I gotta get out of here. Right? <laughs> the run is incredible. That's the that's first like, couple steps. That's the difference between if it happened to a guy and a girl because you if, can get away. I'm at, I'm at, no, that it would be fucking terrifying if a guy chased oh, a girl. Yeah, but for sure, kind of yeah, like, for yeah. sure. For you, it was just like you didn't feel like your life was in danger. But that's for for sure. he said she was Same. big, man. What if she got physical, dog? Yeah. Well, she was just like, I mean, I'm not like really sure, but like she was just like really tall, you know. So I was, she yeah. was just like, I was just like, like, but yeah, after that night, bro, I know, I, I, yeah, I feel, I really feel for like girls in that situation because that's must yeah. be a crazy situation to be, like you said, if the um, genders are like reverse, you know. The craziest thing was just like every time I would take a step back, you know, it was just like a step for like, there was, it was always like this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, get away. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Guy or girl, we need to uh, be able to read the room better if uh, someone's not feeling it. For sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a wild one, bro. Again, glad you got out of that one in one piece. For sure. Now we're, we're here now. <laughs> All right, bro. One thing we love to do over here at the Bunt, I mean, you already gave us one of the greatest behind the scenes ever, but we got a couple more mm-hmm. for you. Take us behind the scenes on that crazy nose blunt you did in your kitsch part on the like rounded hubba 
at Southbank. That was um, my first time in London, which was amazing. Like, Lon- London's, like, my, my like, second favourite place in the world besides Sydney. Yeah. Damn. And it's so fresh there. But, yeah, I, I stayed there for a while, and I was staying at um, Matlock's house, and then... And then I ended up staying at um, Will's house, but yeah, I think I was just skating with um, Will Miles when I first got there. And then I guess I don't know. I think one day it was raining, and we just went to Southbank because that that hub is like above Southbank, you know. If yeah, it, yeah. I don't know if you guys have been there, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just like around the corner, like sort of on top of it. But I think we're at Southbank one day, and then he just like showed it to me or whatever. We just went up there. And then, I don't know, I think he was just like, oh, man, you should try nose one. I was like, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know how it, how it, like, properly, like, lock. And I was, like, a bit, like, sketched on it, you know? And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess I tried, I, I think I tried to, like, 50 it, but I don't know, I sort of just, like, ended up, like, riding on top of it. it the, the, the trucks didn't grind, you know, because it was just so, like, rounded. Yeah. But then I, I, I think I tried it for, like, maybe five to ten minutes, and then it started like raining and then like I snapped my board as well and I didn't have another board so but it was just like my first couple of days there and I had like a one-way ticket there so we're just like oh fuck it like it's it's at South Bank you know like we'll just, we'll just come back maybe like a week or two later um I think this is when I was at um Will and Kyron's house but um Kyron's like little brother and like all these mates it was like their first day of like skating the city you know so like mm-hmm. we, we all like took them out and it was there was just like i think there was like eight of them or whatever or maybe like there might have been a bit more but they were just all out like they were just like 12 like just <laughs> keen for it and just like just hucking down like anything you know like it was so funny man and then we went to south bank first and then um yeah and then we went up there and tried it and then <clears throat> yeah i tried it for a little while and then did it but then it was it was so sick to like do it like with all those kids as well like they were like so juiced like i think in that video there's like this like little like 12 year old kid like with this like cowboy hat on he like gives me like a big hug it was so funny (laughs) (laughs) that was a wild one man sick clip sick clip yeah oh thank you and then uh take us behind the scenes on your uh legendary back 50 of pain in miami Oh, true. <laughs> I think that was oh that was on um that um scramble trip, and I think the last two days were in Miami. But then I think um I think we're skating around the city, and then someone was like, "Oh, I think we're gonna go to the Ed Salego Hubbar," and then I don't know. We ended up going there. And, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I was trying to G myself up to try it because I was, like, pretty scared. <clears throat> and, I mean, I already knew it being uh, front 50 by Ed, you know, but then I was just like, oh, I don't know, I just want to do it, like, <clears throat> backside for myself anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, and then I was just trying to get, like, I don't know, juice to, like, actually, like, hop on one because it was sort of like a long way down from the top and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know I just got like 
re- I don't know because you couldn't really like jump on that and then just like jump off you know but then the first mm-hmm. one I jumped on it took me like I was like rolling up to it for like 15 minutes or something and then I I finally jumped on one but I, I grinded like the whole thing in my front truck like wasn't on like I like feebled like the whole thing like not proper like feeble but like because it was like marble the front truck just like slid across do you know what I mean like yeah, just the yeah. wheels just slid and then I was like it was pretty sketch but I got away like mm-hmm. scot free and then <clears throat> and then I just I tried it again and then I did it second go and then that was that but Damn. I didn't I don't know I, di- I didn't think it was like disrespectful but I was I wasn't like bummed but I was almost like I don't know because I guess they, they like use like burnout use that as a cover you know but I was like man it's like Ed Salego's spot like he did it you know like if, if yeah, I would have yeah. a say in that like I, I wouldn't have like chose that you know because it's like he he already did that but like I don't know do you know what I mean I feel you but I think you're be- you're being too humble Doug for sure the back 50 is a different trick and that's like no one's touched that thing I think it's been I saw 180 nose grind recently I think which is insane True. really if I'm not tripping I think I might be making that up but <laughs> fuck Miami's crazy it's just like a full city of marble it's insane <laughs> I didn't know what you were going to say there, that you could say Miami's crazy yeah. for a lot of reasons, but... Yeah, I was only there for two days, but yeah, but I don't know. It's pretty funny. There's just like, it's like rich, like fat people just on like jet skis, like in the city and shit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that was us one day. <laughs> Fuck, I'd love uh, to be on a jet yeah. ski. Yeah. Minus the rich part, but yeah. <laughs> just a couple fat guys on some jet skis, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's fresh we heard you get noticed quite a bit by people in sydney for being the celebrity that you are even in your rough cut you can kind of see it any crazy encounters with fans <laughs> <laughs> i was at martin with him, a few people and like this guy came out to me he's like oh man can i get a photo and i was but he just like he didn't even look like he knew like what skating what and i was i was just so confused there <laughs> and then um I guess I, w- I was at um, this cafe, like, right near my house with my friends, and then um, this, like, guy, like, just obviously just came from the gym or whatever, <clears throat> and he came in and, like, ordered a coffee, but I was already, like, sitting down, you know, and he was just, like, he was watching something on his phone, like, this, like, buff guy, and then, like, mm-hmm. I guess there was, like, some, there was, like, a fridge full of, like, drinks behind me or whatever, and then, like, he, like, ordered his thing, and he was just in there for a minute, and then, like, he, like, walked over, and I thought he was, like, reaching for, like, the fridge or whatever, so, like, I moved to him, and he was just, like, he was just, like, man, I love the part, like, I'm watching it now, and, like, showed me his phone, and he was, like, watching it, but he was just, like, this big, like, buff, like, gym junkie, I was, like, what the fuck? Damn, that's, that's so, sick. so weird, eh? and I was, like, oh, thanks. <laughs> You're not quite at the Rob Deerdick level, where they, they're chasing <laughs> you down the street to the 50s, but you still got your fans, that's what's up. He got people chasing him down streets, man. Oh, yeah, shit. (laughs) He is Rob Dearden. (laughs) Jesus, same shit, though. All right, bro, what's next for Jack O'Grady, man? Just still skating, doing whatever. I'm I'm actually uh, moving to L.A. at the end of the year. Oh, shit, cuz? 
what like permanently yeah yeah i've been um i've been working on my my visa sort of this year and just been like sorting out a good time to go when everything's like good but yeah i guess um yeah i guess i'm gonna like move over there for a little bit and try it out eh? mans are trying to get that usd for sure b (laughs) but uh but yeah i don't know i guess that's that at the end of the year so yeah that'd be pretty pretty funny it's been pretty weird like (laughs) i don't know it's just been weird like it'll be annoying like when when i'm over there and then like you're obviously like your friends in australia whatever but like you're just so used to like calling up your mate about oh what are you doing like let's like link up or like let's go to the pub or whatever you know but like i I can't Mm -hmm. do that you know (laughs) (laughs) when i'm there you know so it's just like yeah but uh but nah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how it'll go. So, mm-hmm. well, I'm sure it'll be yeah. dope, man. Add another yeah, one yeah. to the list of people we gotta visit down there, Donald. Yeah, yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Come through, right. lad. No doubt. Um, yo, before we uh, move on to the rapid fire, let's give uh, the big homie Scotty a shout out, dog. Oh for lining shit. shit up, yeah. the big dog. Mad respect, man. Give us a give us a little uh, Scotty story, dog. How's um? He went he went on holidays like a little hol- holiday like getaway for the weekend with his girlfriend, right? And this was like two years ago. <clears throat> and they went. I think they went like up the coast or something from Sydney, mm-hmm. like a couple of hours away. And they stopped at this skate park on the way. And um, his girlfriend was like skating, like she's never really skated before. And her name's like Bryden, like she she's cool as. But um, she was like skating, and I think like she just like, I think she went over like a hump or like a fun box and just jumped off, and like she like she she fucked her foot, you know. And then like she oh. was just like, ah, oh, like Sam, like my foot really hurts, and like Scotty was just like Brides, babe, like it's sweet, it's sweet, and like she was like, no, no, like it's it's really hurt, like I really like hurt myself. And, and, like, he was just like, babe, babe, like, you're fine, you're fine. Like, it's sweet, it's sweet. And then, like, they went on holiday. Like, they went, I think they went away or whatever just that night. And she was like, ah. Oh. And then he was just like, oh, just stop complaining. Like, it's fine. And then they got to the hospital the next day and she broke her ankle. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> she just <laughs> carried on the whole day with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Come on, Scotty, bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> <God> damn, G. <laughs> We appreciate uh, you, well, regardless. Yeah, we got mad love for him, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and we are absolutely honored to be brought to you by Spitfire Wheels. This week, we're talking Fabiana Delfino's Pro Wheels. F4, 99 Duro. They come in 52s and 53s. They got a nice wide riding surface, cutaway design. It's just an all around beautiful wheel. You know what I'm saying? You can get them most definitely at Antisocial Skate Shop in Vancouver and finer skate shops near you. If your local shop doesn't have them yet, tell them to quit sleeping and get Fabiana's wheel in stock ASAP. Make sure y'all tune in to Fabiana's Spitfire part hitting Thrasher this Friday. All right, bro. You ready for a little rapid fire? Hot up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make it pop, yo. Favorite skater? Rowan Zarilla. 
Favorite video? Uh, Side Unseen. Favorite Ooh. video part? <laughs> uh, Jerry Sue Bag of Sock. Favorite style? Ave. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Grant Taylor. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Guy Mariano. Favorite trick? Tray flip. Hardest trick for you? Hard flip. Never done one in my life. Uh. <laughs> Damn. Most illegal trick? Board slide yank, bro. That trick stinks. Oh! <laughs> I feel like we just interviewed someone who does that. Townley. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, people, like, grab it when they don't need to, like, grab it out, you know? <laughs> so, that. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? <clears throat> Probably when I... This heel flip I did in, um, at Stockwell in, um, in London. Just because, um, I don't know, I always wanted to go there. And, I don't know, that place just has just been around forever. And it was just... I don't know. I was like honored to be able to clip up there. Yeah, is that the one where you fly over the wall? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was I was trying it for so long, for like a couple of hours, and then I like roll in, and then there's this um, there's just like this kid skating, but I didn't really see him until I like went for it. But like I acc- I like ran into him, like I like accidentally like shoulder barged him, you know. And then I was like, <laughs> oh fuck, like sorry, my bad. But then like. I think um, <clears throat> I think Will thought like he was about to like stop filming, you know. But then I kept going, and that was like the one I did. Dude, that so made the clip so much sicker. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst trend you've been a part of? I don't know. Probably just doing like late shows when I was twelve or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> Guilty dog. <laughs> Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? The gnarliest thing I've actually ever seen is not out yet and it was a trick that Chima did Ooh. and I, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna give it a, give anything away but one of the angles not even kidding bro it looks like skate 3 eh? it, it, it doesn't <laughs> look real eh? yeah I swear on mums bro I'm hyped for that dude he's he's looking hella good on the board these yeah, days yeah he's been man. going I'm, off right now sure. I'm hyped for his next part oh man it's gonna be crazy What's the one trick that got away? Probably when I was younger, I would just be hyped to have this under the belt for myself. But when I, um, it might have been when I was like 17, I almost like Nolium would healed like this ball block, you know? But it wasn't even like that big, but I was just like, I think we're just trying to log it. And I just kept like stomping it and then like not, I don't know. I just didn't do it. And then I just like bounced, but. I don't know. I just would have loved to say that I've Dolly would healed of something, you know, yeah, <laughs> for myself. Damn but um, yeah, that's probably it. Eh? I like it, but you know what? You got to go get that before you move to the states, man. There's a challenge. Yeah, for, you. for sure. I should get there. <laughs> ba. What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? I didn't even witness this, but I'm gonna say it's a bunt for sure. Just even. Gabba's claimed that he could kicky kicky no stall a vert ramp and we didn't even go there but, but him just claiming that's a bunt bro oh shit that's, that's cold hell yeah Gabbers. <laughs> yeah <clears throat> no we didn't even go to a vert ramp or anything but like 
<laughs> just claiming that's a fucking bond. Dude, that's so good. <laughs> that's good. That, there's a challenge for you, Gabbers. We want to see that too. Yeah. What's the last new trick you learned? Switchback nose grinds. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Let's go. Let's just, go. Just on a tiny ledge, but uh that's that. Step step in your switch game it's up. A switch, yeah. For sure. Goals, G. Throw a little front shove out of there next time. <laughs> you wreck it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your dream job after skating? I don't know. You, you know it'd be fresh if um like I I really like dogs, you know, but you know it'd be fresh like if you like owns like a dog walking like business, like just a fresh business and you would just like like hang out with like rich people's dogs and show can that be fresh or- <laughs> Like, no, as a fully that, paid yeah. job because like pe- people have those jobs like all they all they have to do is just like walk dope dogs and that's that's like your job you know favorite local brand huddle and uh and sunday hardware as well favorite local skater Corey young what's the one sponsor you regret riding for um ruckus trucks oh. <laughs> that's sick <laughs> that's a no no way <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Jason Rainbird. Worst teammate ever? Surely Callum, eh? Callum Paul. <laughs> Worst company? Like, I don't know. Probably like Sovereign or some shit. <laughs> hey, why'd you head oh. down to LA, man? Be oh, careful down shit. there. <laughs> Worst trend? Um, skating in COVID masks. And skating with headphones in and just even if you're hanging out with your mates and having headphones in. Like even after right. you're skating or something, you know? If you're just chilling at the park, you still got your headphones in like talking to your friends. That's why. <laughs> Worst style. Um Chase Web. <laughs> oh, Mans came ready tonight. Yeah, he shit. knew. He knew. Shit. It's the morning over there. Um, last but not least, bro. Last person you want on the sesh? Jack Fidel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, but you were ready for that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Who's that? Is is there a, is there a backstory to that one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess um, he just tried to fight me over a pool game once when I was like seventeen. Oh, he's he's Australian, but I think he lives in LA somewhere. But <clears throat> it was after this premiere, and um, we're at the pub, and his uh, I'm friends with like his cousin or whatever. But his cousin came over and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing? Do you want to play pool?" And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm keen. And then, like, we walked over to the table and there was, like, Jack Fardell and his brother. And then, but then we are just like, oh, do you want to play, like, doubles? So, like, I played with my mate against, like, Jack and his brother, you know? But then mm. I guess it was, like, after the prem, so everyone was, like, pretty saucy, you know? And then, like, it was the first time I ever met him. And, like, I would go to, like, take a shot. And then, like, he would just, like, bump my cue or whatever. But he did it a couple of times. And I was like... I was like, first of all, like, what are we doing? Like, are we playing pool? And, like, second of all, like, that would sort of be funny if you were my mate, but, like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. you, so, like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? And he, he did it a couple of times, and I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, are we playing pool or what? 
And then he was just like, oh, the young guy, ah, getting all like, getting all angry. And I was like, what? He was like trying to like get me, get me like fired up or something. I was like, what the hell, bro? And then like, I think he rode for like anti-hero for like a little bit. But like, I was just actually so curious, like how he did. Cause like, <laughs> it's just so random that he did. And I was like, bro, like I was just, I wasn't even trying to gay mate. I was just like actually curious. I was just, I was just like, oh fuck it. Like, I was just like, bro, like how did you actually like ride for them? Like, that's just so like, that's crazy, you know? And then like, he was just like, what the fuck? Like, and he, and then he was just like, just going off. And then like my friend came in, like sort of broke it up and he, and we're just like, all right, let's just leave. <laughs> Damn, you hit him where it hurts, yo. yeah. <laughs> oh, it, but like, I wasn't. I was just. I was just generally curious. Eh? That's an interesting time <laughs> to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, I, I respect it, man. If this dude's trying to bully you and punk you on a dumbass pool game, like, that's when the low blows are a little more acceptable. Who's he ride for now? I don't, I don't know it. Well, he rides for Sovereign now, man. <laughs> What? Yeah. Are you serious? I swear to God, I you just, just looked, looked it up. Well, I, I, oh, true. Well, there you go. I knew he did run from. I thought he didn't ride for anymore. But yeah, there you go. I thought oh, you knew that. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Jack. Man, big thanks, dog. That was a blast. Yeah. Cheers for having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be on this show. And no doubt, man. We scouted you out years ago. Been singing your praises ever since. Stoked to know that you listened to the show and fucking nice to meet you, bro. Yes, sir. For sure. Pleasure, B. And hopefully we'll skate together one day. Yeah, dog. Gotta come through. The interview's over. But we ain't done with our boy Jack. It's contest time, baby. The good homies over at Grand Trading are gonna bless a fat passport slash Jack O'Grady box. All you gotta do is send in your best impersonation of the one and only Jack O'Grady. You can be skating, AKA blessing a fat 50-50. You can dress like Jack. You can do your best Australian accent. Anything you want, you send it to thebuntlive at gmail.com or tag us on Insta. The best impersonation of Jack O'Grady is getting a fat box of that good Passy product. Welcome back to the post office brought to you by Dickie Skateboarding. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, you know you can trust Dickies. I say, who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got a voice note from Corey Hirsch. Uh, what up, Bump Boys? It's your boy, Chug. Um, I got two questions. First question, uh, did I kook it or nah? Um, I was chilling at a bar with some friends. Uh, I guess you could say like a local legend walks in and he's uh, chilling at our table and at the end of the night I just paid his tab told him that he's sick and then left and afterwards uh, I was wondering is that a kook move to pay for uh, somebody's uh, tab like pro skaters tab or some shit and just bounce I don't know um, second question why don't you guys talk about the MLB at all in the rundown? 
Um, figured, you know, you got any love for the, uh, the Blue Jays? All right. Much love, man. Keep it rolling. You guys are the best. Thank you. Bro, I'm feeling the birds in the background, man. I don't know where you sent that from, but it sounds peaceful. Uh, I personally think that's a dope move. You know what I'm saying? The youth in Toronto could learn from that. You know what I'm saying? Justin David, why aren't you paying for my tab, Deggy? I knew this was going to go somewhere where Saifa wanted to have his bills paid. <laughs> Personally, I wouldn't pull a move off like that. I'd rather buy drinks for my own homies, but hey, all the power to you, man. And second off, MLB just ain't really our thing, man. Like we always say, big in football, big in basketball. I love hockey and Saifa tries to do his thing. Yeah, I'm not too big into baseball, but uh, I'd say that's pretty respect if you buy a bill. Yeah. Mitch, anyone ever do that for you? Oh, no. Maybe Safer will pay some respect, eh? Yeah, for real. eh? All right, next up, we got a voice note from Travis Orton. Let's take a listen. What's going on, dudes? It's your boy, fucking Safa's arch enemy now, apparently. But just want to thank you guys for another banging ass season. I'll leave you with this. Where do you think Rogers ends up? Or what do you think? I guess, how does that turn out? And uh, now with all the weird draft shit, who are you guys looking at? Maybe the top 10 as far as fantasy asking for a friend. Take it easy. We'll talk to you dudes later. Well, this is an old voice note that our boy Trav sent just before last season ended, or right after it ended. Uh, so we know what's up with Aaron Rodgers. Might have to draft him in a 2QB league real quick. Aaron Rodgers, the ultimate diva, making everything about himself. Too scared to go for it on fourth down, but he'll make the whole offseason about him. Uh, fuck the Packers, man. Yo, Mitch, who's your favorite football player? Shit, I don't know. Tom Brady? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your second favorite? Because I know that's the only name you know in football. Shit. I don't even know a second name. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I did. All right, next up, we got an email from Brett Nakamoto. Wagwan Bunt fam. This is my third email, so I'll skip the preamble because you know I have mad love. My question is, have you ever had a day when you landed a trick you've been trying to get only to never land it again after that day? It happened to me last summer on a trick I won't mention because you guys are way better than me and I don't want to look whack. <laughs> also, did you ever get that trick back? Thanks for your time. Uh, yeah, that's happened to me a lot. Yeah, I've done one nollie flip crook and never did it again. So, no way. Yeah. Damn. How low was the ledge? <laughs> it, was, it was standard height. <laughs> uh, up to regulation. <laughs> you got one, Donald? Oh, I, I have one. Switch flip back 5 for on 180. Took me so long to learn it. I tried multiple different days, finally got it, and I was just like, I never want to go through that battle again. Damn, for me, that would be Nolly Heel Nose Manny. Did it at a park once. Uh, tried on multiple street spots since. Just not happening. Man. <laughs> I'll never get that one back, but that's all right. All right, next up, we got an email from Hannah Weinstein. Hello, this is Hannah Live, texting and talking since 1987. As an avid fan of the bunt who doesn't skateboard, is merely a classic skate wipe. My burning question, 
of Desire is, drum roll please, Maestro. Seifa, since you call yourself the ghost, if you were a ghost, who would you want your companion ghost to be? And is there a skate spot you would haunt and why? Also, can I please be on the bunt, Hannah? Guess what, Hannah, you on the bunt. Uh, companion ghost? I mean, I'm with two of my best friends right now, so I wouldn't mind haunting some spots with these guys. Uh, Mitch would probably be a good, a fellow good ghost. You know what I'm saying? We could scare some, we could scare some skaters. And no ghost but you, man. <laughs> and skate spot I would want to haunt. Definitely something gnarly. What's, what's like a sick one? Uh, Wallenberg would be a sick one to haunt. You know, get to witness that little B switch hard in person. Yeah, right, B. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mitch, you have a spot you'd haunt? Uh, what spot would I haunt? Um, Lansdowne, baby. Yeah, maybe Lansdowne. Yeah, of course. Okay, why uh, not? Yo, I'd uh, definitely pick Carlsberg Gap. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of back salad past. All right, next up, we got an email from Two Story. Cold states represent... NH in the building. Is that New Hampshire or something? Pick one illegal trick that you that you have to add to your bag or part. AKA favorite illegal trick. Also, who gets a lifetime pass on goofy shit? Barletta, Haslam, Carlin. What about that guy that looks like a pirate? <laughs> he, he doesn't get a pass. Chris Richie or something? <laughs> Richie Jackson. Richie Jackson. <laughs> Wow. I'd say from board to lip fly because Andrew Pye used to do it all the time, so I kind of hate that guy. Uh, just because a couple of legends have done this in the past, Stevie Williams and Dave Lapchuk, both two guys who are on equal playing fields, gotta be Nose Manny, Pivot, Fakey Manny, I guess. <laughs> if I had to choose one, man. Or Crookback Lip, classic. I used to do them. We mock them all the time. So why not bring it back? A good old Nolly Front Smith. That's an easy one. Well, out of the list you dropped, Chris Haslam, because uh, he he kills it with the regular tricks too. I mean, all they all do, but Haslam like has some heavy parts and tricks mixed with some kookiness. But definitely a legend. You said Richie Jackson's your choice? Yeah, why not? Him or Chris Richie, right? Yeah. Either or. Um, Is Chris Richie a person? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. the homie. Okay. Dipset gang. You never used to work at Center. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I knew I knew that. I know Safer won't like to hear this, but I'll give it to Sebo Walker, man. Same reason. Lots of illegal, but lots of skill as well. Last one for Mitch B in the building. We've got an email from Connor Laitala. Yo, what's good, Cheppa? And Dono, it's your boy Connor checking in from Vermont. Just finished the Carlos Ribeiro episode. Safe to say it's an instant classic. One question that popped up in my head is based off his story about the Clipper sesh. Carlos talked about how an hour into the sesh, his filmer told him he needed to commit this try if he wanted to land it. We've all been there filming for a homie who's battling to get a clip for hours, but may either not be getting close or not committing. At what point do you say something or consider saying something to motivate your boy? Or do you prefer to sit back quietly and just point the camera? Always down to post up and hold the camera while a homie is battling, but sometimes it starts getting to the point of wondering if he's actually going to put it down. Do y'all have stories about trying to film for a buddy on a never-ending sesh? Interested to hear your take, and big shouts to the homie Tyler for putting me onto the pod. 
One story that comes to mind, I'd say, is Mad Canadians switched on board on Gertain Rail in Ottawa. It was like an OG 12-star Gilliam Mamalu switch front lifted and stuff back in the day. But um, the first time we ever went, he, um, he tried switch front board and rolled away for five feet and fell. So we just decided to go back a different day. And then uh, the next time he went for it, he broke his wrist. You can see the legendary video on YouTube. He says, I broke my wrist, G. And then he healed up from that, and we probably went like maybe like 15 more times. And he just rolled up for hours and hours. And I just kept telling him, yelling at him, like, fuck it, man, you got this, man. Like, just yelling anything I could to help him jump on it. And it just never happened. He never jumped on it again. But it was still a mental battle for him. So, wouldn't he like drink sometimes to get hyped? Yeah, like the first time he landed on it, he drank and helped him just jump on it but it just never happened again so it's still a battle on his head to this day he still brings it up so oh, get a couple of beers in the mud then and it'll definitely come up I, I went there one time with him remember when JS kickfront lifted yeah he's made Was a lot of there? people go there a lot of times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made like 10 different photographers set up and just never jumped on it oh, ever again man. poor guy haunted from the broke my wrist she well, if we never have Canadian on, at least we'll always know what the answer to the one that got away was for him. Switch front board, Gertain. R.I.P. The rail's gone now, isn't it? I don't think so. I think it's still there. What? Just the ground's shit now, but... Let's get Canadian on a need some Need some gallons of uh, Bondo. <laughs> This is the Rundown, the Skateboard World source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. We have been off for a long time, like we said before. The NHL playoffs couldn't bring us back. The NBA playoffs couldn't bring us back. The one thing that would do it. It's fantasy football, man. So you know we kicking it off with some top fives. We go on quarterbacks and tight ends this week. Next week, we're going to hit you out with the running backs and wide receivers. We don't really care about team defense and kickers over here. But before we get into it, quick shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Back-to-back Stanley Cups. Nikita Kucherov, you a bad man. Took the whole season off. Came in, killed it in the playoffs, and then... Safe as Milwaukee Bucks did the damn thing, man. I think you predicted the Brooklyn Nets to win, right? So you were like kind of close, I guess. What? Bro, yo, Ants, throw that audio up. The Bucks come out of the East. You know what I'm saying? That was a Nostr- Nostradamus moment for the ghost. You dig? <clears throat> Lots of players we love. One rings on that team. Shout out to PJ Tucker. Would have been down for the Phoenix Suns to win too, man. That was like kind of a rare one where we're down for both teams to win, right? Yeah, like I started out rooting for the Phoenix. Suns because yeah. in, in my head it was just like, all right, what are the chances of Chris Paul ever getting back here and winning it all? That was probably his best shot. Uh, whereas Giannis has more time, but it was also once the Bucks won, I was also so happy for those guys, you know, like... It was win-win as a fan 
for us. Dude, it was seems nice. like a foregone conclusion going up to nothing. Dude, and if like, you go back and winning listen pretty to our predictably. Yeah, if if you yeah, that was crazy the turnaround. But if you go listen to our predictions, we both wanted the Suns to make the finals and and then we were both down for Philly to make it out of the east, but mm. then I said I said the Bucks. I just had a gut feeling. I'm like, ah, Phil, there's always something fucking wrong with Philly, man. They yeah. Got, anyways, yeah. Shout out to the Bucks, man. Big and shout Trav. out to the Bucks. Shout out to the Suns too, man. What a what a fun playoff run. Um, yeah. Let's get right into this top five quarterbacks, man. This is a year where I believe the quarterback talent in the NFL as a whole is greater than it's ever been. There is no team other than the Denver Broncos with a quarterback that I hate, man. That's like the only team that where I don't trust their quarterback situation. <laughs> Everyone else seems, I mean, there's probably one other team that I'm missing. But Big most, Ben, I don't know what he's got left in the tank. We'll see. Yeah, that's true, I guess. And Sam Darnold, like, this is a big year for him, man. I've always liked Sam. I won a championship I know, but was with it the Sam Jets? one year. This is, he's, yeah, he's got something to prove this year for sure. In a way better spot. Like, he's in a good spot. That mono, mono fucked his whole career, man. That was going to be yeah. his season when he got mono. So, let's hear it, man. Top five quarterbacks. Hit me with it. I know you're always fucking safe on these lists, man. Yeah, sparking it off with my main man, Patrick Mahomes, Mr. 500 mil. And then, <clears throat> I mean, that's a safe pick. And I know I said that that the other year when you were like, Matt Ryan. Yo, I was close. <laughs> Matt Ryan was on his way. <laughs> yeah, for like one week. Whatever. Uh, okay, sparking it with Mahomes. And then I'm going to go Kyler Murray. Um, we know he was absolutely lighting up the league until he hurt his shoulder in like week eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So if he's healthy all year, I think he he could potentially be number one. But I'm a, I'm gonna say number two for my list. Uh, then I'm going Josh Allen. More of the same from last year. Uh, insane year, breakout year, and I think he can sustain that. But Kyler was on like a more epic pace to start the year, so that's why I got it in that order. Then we'll hold it down with some Lamar Jackson. Um, I'm saying he's gonna he's gonna finish somewhere in between last year, which was a bit of a letdown off the MVP year and the mm-hmm. MVP season. So somewhere in the middle, that's still top five in my books. And then at number five, I wish I could say Dak because I want him to kill it this year, but I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson uh, and getting the keys to that offense. No more Pete Carroll fucking forcing the run game. This down is uh, everyone's throat. That last pick I got a big problem with, man. Russell Wilson's always had the keys over there. But Kyler Murray last year was a trap. I had him in two leagues, absolutely cruised through the regular season. And then when you have a guy like that who's done so well for you all year, but he's hurt but still playing, how do you take him out? You can't take him out, you know? Yeah, did you play him in the playoffs? I can't remember. There was... One league I kept him in, and the other league I pivoted to Aaron Rodgers. Still ended up losing both, but I played a Kyler Murray team in a finals and absolutely destroyed him. Mm. So yeah, yeah. it kind of helped me in a way, but fucked me in two other leagues. Um, my list, I mean, it's not like insanely different. The only worrisome thing I or the only worry I have for Mahomes and Josh Allen is the teams are actually so good. 
that maybe mm-hmm. they won't be running up the score as high. It's one of those situations where like I want three touchdowns in the first half <laughs> to make sure, you know, because they're not going to be like stretching it out at the very end. Whereas Kyler, he's going to be going the whole game. But I got Mahomes, Josh Allen. Then I'm going to have to go with Aaron Rodgers, the MVP. They're coming back. One last run at it. This ain't the playoffs, so you don't have to worry. Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. If this was the playoffs, that, that ain't the wow. dog. The shade. The shade. What, I mean, I went off on a, on him last year. I'll continue to do it. He ain't built for the playoffs. He's built for Jeopardy and the regular season. <laughs> uh, at number four, I got Kyler. Same reason. Uh, hell of an offense. Defense needs some work, so there's going to be some high-scoring games. And uh, who they, they got AJ Green down there too now as the yeah yeah all yeah. right we'll see what AJ Green's got left in the tank I said he, he was done. done last year yeah I said he was done multiple years ago so we'll see what he's got with a hell of a running mate in D Hop and then at number five I'm going with Tom Brady man like how do you go against it? the guy won the Super Bowl fucking his run through the playoffs last year is just a thing of beauty, man. Just taking out legends left, right, and center. Drew Brees is gone for good. Aaron Rodgers questioning his whole existence in the NFL the whole offseason <laughs> after Brady finished him. And then uh, over Lamar, over Dak, over Russ, the next guy I would take has got to be Justin Herbert, man. What do you yeah, think man. about him this year? I, I'm on a wait and see only because... They switch coaches, and I just don't know. I don't know what it's gonna look like. Um, he he just came out of left field and was. I feel like he just had free reign to do whatever the fuck he wanted. So I'm just curious to see what kind of system uh, is popping off down there this year mm-hmm. with the Chargers. Uh, I, I was a big fan and so mad I didn't get him in any leagues off the wire last year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he if he's on an absolute tear all season but i could also see him taking a step back because he was just fucking slinging that thing left right and it's another team that you know doesn't have the greatest system they're going to be in some high scoring games similar to kyler and we know he can put the ball where he needs it we play in a pretty high stakes two quarterback league it's going to be very hard for us to get two of you know the top tier guys um, a lot of quarterbacks change teams this year. A couple guys that I'm very interested in are Matt Stafford, Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys like that. Who are you looking for down in one of the lower tiers as a guy you really like? Uh, I'm also very curious to see how Stafford looks with the Rams. Another guy where it's like Sam Darnold, but like higher stakes where it's like, all right, was it the Jets? Was it... The Lions. We're gonna find out. Or was it like so? Now you're in a much much better situation. Let's see what you got. You know, let's see what you can do with a fucking epic team around you. Mm-hmm. So uh, Stafford, I feel like health has betrayed him a lot of times. But if he can play every game this year, I don't see why he can't be, you know, scratching the, like the top five. I don't uh, know if he'll be top five, but like I could see him being, you know, top seven. We'll I see. could as well. Uh, quarterback sleeper, man. QB sleeper. Uh, my main man, Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. I, I was forced to... Well, I thought I was just picking him up to stream him last year, and then Cam Newton was so bad that I ended up playing him most of the season. And uh, Washington looks like 
you know, the job is his to lose, which in the past, I feel like he's always come in to save the day when other QBs are underperforming or last mm-hmm. year he got Very different role. Very different yeah, role. So it's like he's finally been gifted his own team for a whole season. And uh, hopefully, hopefully he doesn't blow it because I'm a fan, man. He's fucking entertaining as fuck to watch. Absolutely. And uh, watch out for Terry McLaurin, man. That could be an epic combo. Fucking scary Terry, man. Um, one guy I got my eye on, you know, he's not ranked too low, but Joe Burrow could have a big year. Tons of talent. The team's going with the youth movement. Can't wait to see what, what the future has in store for Joe Burrow, man. One of the scariest picks in all of fantasy football this year. There's always a guy like this, man. For years, it's been Josh Gordon where you're like, you know what? This is the time. He's <laughs> he's going sober. He's off the weed. But this year, I feel like that guy is Deshaun Watson, man. What do you do with Deshaun Watson? I'm not touching him unless I'm happy with my team and he's like my last pick. Extra, he's extra. A flyer. Yeah. 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 Because I, I just don't want to burn a roster spot with someone who we have no idea what's going to happen. What do you expect from my main man, Carson Wentz, before we move on? <laughs> Your boy, are you keeping him? That's the big question. I got, I got it. I'm on a three-peat with Carson Wentz. Why would, he's on an even better team now. Why would I let him go? Yeah. Uh, I have no idea, man. I Last year, he fucking was so painful to watch. Still and got the you job You won done. despite it. You won despite him, so I don't even you know, what? know if you know what? always that. does me this crazy favor, man. He's never playing at the end of the year, so I always have the next <laughs> Philly quarterback. So it was me and Hertzy that did the thing, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, I hope he fucking can kind of... Dude, in that league, I feel like he's still living off the glory off his like MVP season that he didn't finish. Oh, he was incredible that year. He was incredible. Um, Hey, two years ago, he carried a fucking brutal Philly team to the playoffs. Got hurt like first or second drive in the playoffs. Remember that one? Yeah, of course. Poor guy. All right, let's keep it moving. Tight ends, top five. I mean, the top three is pretty much locked in stone. The order might mess around. The number one. That guy's eating. I heard he shaved his beard, though. Might have lost some of his fucking superpowers. But let's hear your top five tight ends, man. Yeah, my main man, Travis Kelsey. Probably maybe my favorite player, one of my favorite players in the NFL uh, since since my first time playing. No, second year. I remember Nat had him in our league, and I just remember my first year in fantasy. Don was helping me so much, and I just was streaming tight end and it was just like i could not get it right it was a wasteland pick up the guy who had you know seven points the week before and then just donut like i kept doing that all year and i just noticed on Nat's team that like she was just getting a solid 10 points per week so the next year i was like yo i'm drafting this motherfucker i don't give a shit and i think what it cost me yeah i took him in like the third round and i remember you you guys were laughing at me like what a tight end like that soon and then that was like his first breakout season where it was like remember the first year uh, no, he's mr 1000 now alex smith's last year like yeah he kind of still painful was crazy. with alex yeah oh yeah yeah the, at the end of the year like alex smith fucking was driving me crazy but remember how he started that season like tyree can't like blew up that year kareem hunt out of nowhere Whoa. and I, I had kelsey too Whew, that was fun times yeah but 
T. Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle. Uh, then I'm going to go with the safety blanket for Lamar, Mark Andrews, and round it out with a little bit of Tyler Higby. Because we've seen him we've seen him do some crazy things when Jarrett when Jared uh Jared Everett is out of the game. Dude, I've seen your list, but I was just waiting for you to spew Tyler Higby out. Like it's different to to read it, but to hear it on air, Tyler Higby. This right, will go down as shoot. uh if this pays off as this is as good as you calling the Milwaukee Bucks to win it, man. Bro, it's a crapshoot in tight end. We all know that. I mean, Kyle Pitts is obviously the the big fucking, you know, people are going to be reaching for him in keeper leagues and shit like that. Now, I got this shit on lock, though. Ready? T. Kelsey, George Kittle, you know, people want to favor Darren Waller because he had those big games. He burned a lot of people, but it's still Derek Carr down there in Las Vegas. So I'm going Kittle over Waller. And then after that, we're going Logan Thomas playing with your main man, Money Fitzpatrick. And at number <laughs> five, it's Guy Sicky, man, you know. Tua's going to take a big step this year, and Gaisiki's going to have a, a big part to play. One question I got for you, man, is like, how the fuck, part of my language, is TJ Hawkinson <laughs> ranked number six? What have we seen from Hawkinson? Pardon your language. Wait, why are we pardoning your language? I don't, I, that was just to put the exclamation on fucking. I'm a father now, so I got to start watching my, my P's and oh, Q's. True. I got to start true, saying true, true. effing, you know? But TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant are ahead of guys like Tanya and Goddard, Thomas, your boy Higby. Like, I know that Noah tra- Fant, okay. has, he's a hell of an athlete, still Drew Locke. TJ Hawkinson, he had Stafford, and they downgraded to Goff, and now he's supposed to be better. Yeah, Goff favors the really tight end or something? That. Is that what it is? Uh, I mean, yeah. He would spread it between Everett and, <clears throat> and uh, Higby quite a bit. Which was frustrating as a guy who fucking drafts Cooper Cup every year. Yeah, but, I still will. Um, yeah, no, Cup and Woods could pop this year, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not touching Hawkinson. Like, as someone who didn't get any Kelsey Waller or Kittle last year, I hate all of these names. I hate all these guys, man. Like the <laughs> the tight end roulette is one of the most frustrating things and then like you'll, you'll fucking Gaseki, like you'll have two tight ends one guy pops for like 60 yards and two touchdowns that's that you why you can't have week. two because you'll drive yeah. yourself nuts uh, just go with the safe else. one and go Gronk man <laughs> two touchdowns in the Super Bowl people don't forget man Bro, I had the worst luck. Like, Noah Fant would pop, play him the next week, done. Then I go to Logan Thomas. Oh, donut. Then I go to fucking, <laughs> you know, Gesecki. Like, it was it was hard, harsh times out there for me last year at uh, tight end. Well, <clears throat> draft days are quickly approaching. I know a lot of people have already done theirs. We prefer to wait till the very last minute to avoid injury scare. But good luck to everyone in their fantasy football drafts. Uh, say you going to need it. Uh, except for Travis. Except for Orton. Travis. Um, yeah, he's still celebrating the Milwaukee Bucks. He's probably still turned up from that shit. Uh, <laughs> shouts to Travis. Shouts to everyone. Thanks for listening to episode one. We'll catch you all next week. <laughs>